All right, welcome back to Journalistic Integrity. My name is Robert Murphy, and change in sports is normally a good thing. And the college football playoff expansion to 12 teams is no different. We look at what the NFL has done the past few years. They added an extra wildcard team. People are like, oh, this is going to dilute the regular season. Too many teams are making the playoffs. Well, that didn't happen. The NFL regular season is just as popular as it was before. And now more teams are in contention later on the year. Thus, more fans are engaged with the season as their teams are still in contention and they're still paying attention to their teams, the standings, all that stuff. We look at Major League Baseball, the most traditional sport, the most rigid sport we have, and they also added a wild card team. They also have changed the extra innings rule where they're putting a man on second. And whether you like that rule or not, it is getting the desired change in that it's shortening game length. Also, Major League Baseball has created a, uh, a floor on how long relievers can be in the game. They have to face at least three batters, so we're not getting a ton of pitching changes. All of these changes have been positive, and there's a lot of pushback when they're first introduced because it's different. People don't always like change, but for the most part, we've got really smart people making these decisions, and these decisions and changes aren't made unless they feel pretty confident that they're going to work. We even look at the NBA. They have added the playing games. Really big success this year. Obviously, they got a little lucky with the Lakers and Warriors, but it adds more interest to the sport. It creates more urgency in the regular season as well. And they're also discussing a mid-season tournament type thing. So sports, in order to, to keep your sport on the cutting edge to maintain interest, you can't stay status quo. You got to keep changing, listening to what the fans want. Fans want more urgency. What creates high ratings are superstars playing in an urgent must-win type game. So we look at the LeBron versus Steph Curry. Even though that wasn't a must-win playing game, it was stars and it was urgent because if you lose this game, then you're in an elimination game. If you win, obviously you're already in the playoffs. We look at NCAA basketball. They were at 64 teams. They expanded it to like 68 now. And so you've got a couple of those playing games on the Tuesday and Wednesday. Those get really good ratings. Those are really good for the sport. It extends the season and more interest in college basketball because it allows for more teams inside of it, more fan bases to remain interested up until selection Sunday. So college football expanded to 12 teams and they needed it. Why did they need it? Well, let's look at all the other college sports, main college sports, which I just, I'm talking about the main three college basketball just mentioned 68 teams make the playoffs college baseball. We're in the middle of it right now. A really good postseason. I believe it's 64 teams make that. And then there's college football, which was only at four teams. And so the problem with college football was if you're not a fan of some of the, you know, the top six, seven, eight teams, by the end of September, you already know you're out of contention to win the whole thing. That doesn't happen in any other sport. For example, college baseball, Virginia had a really bad first half of their season. Then they ended up winning seven of their next eight series or whatever. But if that equivalent was put into college football, like if Virginia goes you know, two and two in September, they're automatically out of contention to win, to make the college football playoff. And so I think this is really important in that now that there's 12 teams, there's going to be, you know, teams, if you're ranked up until, you know, 20, 21, 22, you're paying attention to those standings up until October, November, when 
when previously you would have been checked out and just thinking about what bowl game you're going to be in. So let's get to the some of the history of college football. BCS lasted for 16 years, which was just the two teams. The computers popped out two teams. Starting in 2014 is when we moved to the four-team playoff, and they signed a 12-year contract. So that was supposed to go through 2025 and 2026. Now it looks like all signs, all the there's a lot of positivity coming out of these meetings that it's going to be expanded to the 12 teams. So what does that look like? What is it composed of? Six of the highest-ranked conference champions will make it. So you have to win your conference, and then you have to be one of the top six highest in the rankings to make it. And then there's six at-large teams as well to round out the 12. There's four buys. So the top four ranked conference champions get those buys. One slight problem with that is Notre Dame. So Notre Dame, obviously an independent school. They can't, they're not going to be eligible for six of the conference championship slots and they can't, they will never be eligible for the buy because that only goes to the top four conference champions. They obviously can't win a conference championship if they're not in a conference. So that's one kind of snafu. Maybe it entices Notre Dame to join a conference, uh, but I think they really like being independent and, and having uh, that NBC slot. And so they might have to, it's not a great result for them. They're one of the few losers of this, but um, you know, there's still other six other slots. So, they can still make it if they have a decent season. So when is this going to start? So it's not going to start this year and it's not going to start next year. That's for certain. Uh, So I said earlier, the contract goes through 2025 and they plan on honoring that contract and that they're going to play the new year's six bowls as they're already in place. So what we're looking at for the first round of games, the first four games, so five through 12, five playing 12, six playing 11, seven playing 10, eight and nine. All those games are going to be at the higher seeds home field, which we have never seen in college football history. We have never seen a playoff game played at home. Can you imagine how insane that's going to be if we've got like say Florida is the sixth seed and they're playing the 11th seed, uh, let's say Coastal Carolina has another good year and it's at a playoff game at home. I mean, we think how intense, you know, the classic, you know, Auburn, Alabama home games are and the SEC games and even the semifinals where it's not at a home field, it's a mixed crowd. But can you imagine a playoff game at one of these SEC schools? It's going to be insane. So that's going to be really cool to see and something we've never seen before. So we're going to get four of those, four home playoff games. And then once we advance from that round and go to the quarterfinals where there's eight teams remaining, those are all going to be played at the traditional bowl sites. So the New Year's Six. So there's going to be obviously four games in the quarterfinals, then two, and then the championship. So those are not going to be at home. We're just going to get four home games. A little history on what would have happened the past seven years since the Playoff was introduced. Big Ten, actually, not the SEC, would have had the most teams in the playoffs the past seven years. They would have had 20 teams compared to 19 from the SEC. Big Ten also would have been the only team to have two teams in the playoffs each year. And the only team to appear in every single playoff would have been Ohio State from the Big Ten. Not Alabama because they 
would not have made it in 2019. So um, look, so there's a lot of good things that come out of this, right? So we get a lot of more great football games. And how much, I mean, do we really care that much about bowls? I don't care that much about bowls. Obviously, people like gambling on them. I get that. I enjoy watching my teams, Wake Forest and Virginia, play bowl games and then a few other exciting ones. But for the most part, you know, they're fun to have in the background, but you're not really locked in. You don't really care who wins. But now we already we have this 12-team layout, these four opening games, and then, then another slate of four, eight games, and then the semifinals and finals. It's a lot more important games in college football. So one drawback you, the an argument you can make is the regular season doesn't matter as much. Each game doesn't matter quite as much as it used to, and that's probably true. So you're not going to get the the weird like Alabama's playing at Mississippi State at noon, and oh they're down you know ten three in the fourth quarter, and you got to rush to your TV and watch the last quarter of that game because if they lose they're going to drop out of the top four. Now with the twelve team playoff they can swallow that they, they'll be okay with one loss, but they might not win their conference, so they wouldn't get that buy. And I think that buy is going to be really important because you've got a bunch of college players that haven't played these this many games before, and so getting that buy I think is going to be really really important. Another thing, so we could go from playing teams playing you know twelve or thirteen games to sixteen or at most seventeen games. So this is a full NFL season. Some of these teams might be playing if they make it to the championship. So that's a big change, and it goes back into its weird timing, expanding the college football playoff, and they're also in these Congress hearings going over NIL rights and playing, paying players and all that stuff. So the NCAA is going to make a ton of money because these games are going to be draw huge ratings, get a ton of revenue from all of these, and then that comes with players wanting, hey, can we get a little slice of this? Uh, so... It's it's a it's kind of a weird look where, um, but I mean in my opinion, these guys have just I mean these guys, so many people are making money off the backs of these great athletes and you think I mean, there's a lot of great college players who don't work out in the NFL that don't end up playing in the NFL. You'd like it would be nice if some of these guys made some money with all these, you know, 15, 16, 17 years of hard work, making it to getting a scholarship and then playing really well in college football. It would be nice if they made a little bit of money, uh, especially for those guys that aren't going to the NFL. So we'll keep our keep our eye on that. Maybe get an inside source in Congress to, to report straight to journalistic integrity. I'll start working on that, start working on my sources. Is there anything else I wanted to add? I think that's about it. It's just... I mean, the two main things for me, more top, top important playoff, college playoff games that we all get excited for. It's in every other sport except for college football, these great elite playoff games. And it's going to be October and November, and there's still going to be 30 plus teams that are going to be interested, that are going to be engaged in how these playoffs shake out, still thinking their team's going to be in it. And so that's going to be really cool too. There's going to be, you know, great, great arguments. It's going to be, it's going to be galore of arguments of, you know, uh, you know, should a 16th ranked Coastal Carolina, should they actually be over the fourth team in the SEC? So there's going to be so many different permutations of arguments. And so those are going to be, those are going to be fun. They're probably going to get annoying, but at first it is going to be interesting.
All right, so that's my spiel on college football playoff talk. A little bit of controversy from this past draft with John. I actually snuck it out at the end. John was up one vote. Uh, if you're not following, follow the Instagram at Journalistic Integrity and then Twitter at Journalistic Rob. And on Instagram, I put out the draft votes and I keep a record of how I do against the guests. John was up one vote with like 30 minutes left. Then I got a vote, tied it up, and then I got a vote at the very end to win it. Uh, so I won it by one vote, really tight race. A lot of a lot of people were riding in. They were upset. No chip witches were on there. Look, I mean, I wanted an ice cream one. I went Choco Taco. Chip witch could have made it. Uh, I just... You know, Choco Taco, I think it was the name for me. I, I like the name Choco Taco. I thought Chip Witch, a little too basic. Let me let me step out of my comfort zone and, and uh, go Choco Taco and see what happens. And it ended up working. I, I won by one vote. So you can only crush me on omitting uh, Chip Witches for so much. I still, at the end of the day, I'm walking off the court with a W. I'm moving to six and five. And, and I'm feeling pretty good about myself and, and where I stand right now in terms of of drafting. So be on the lookout for the next draft. That wraps it up. College playoff expansion. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And I will see you guys back Tuesday morning with Lauren doing some Bachelorette. Then Wednesday with Luke Walker talking U.S. Open a few days away starting on Thursday. So be on the lookout for those. Thank you, everybody, for listening and enjoy your weekend.